This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Next on Plains FM, Matt talks with inspirational decision makers on Business Leaders New Zealand. Hello and welcome to the Business Leaders New Zealand show here on Plains FM 96.9. The show comes to you every fortnight on Mondays from 11am. Now, the Business Leaders New Zealand group aims to shine light on those making a positive impact in the world. What began as a social group on LinkedIn is rapidly turning into a community of like-minded professionals, from sole traders to executive decision makers. A big thank you to our show's sponsors, Advanced Safety, the locally owned health and safety consultancy that's proudly keeping health and safety simple. Reach out to the team at advancedsafety.co.nz to book your free 15-minute consult and discover how Advanced Safety can help your business champion health and safety once and for all. Be sure to join the discussions on the Facebook group, um, Business Leaders New Zealand, where you can post your questions, share your stories and tell us what you think of the show. You're listening to Business Leaders New Zealand here on Plains FM 96.9. Now, on our very first episode, we are extremely lucky to have Hilary Walton join us. Hilary is the Chief Information Security Officer at Cordia, New Zealand's largest telecommunications provider, who are, among many things, responsible for keeping crucial systems like New Zealand's TV broadcast, radio and maritime safety networks running. Hillary is a security culture expert, a psychologist, an IT and business transformation leader, an author. She developed an app on how to improve safety security culture, a mother of three and someone who is making the world a better place by inspiring more diversity in the tech sector. She leads strategy for information and technology, digital business transformation, and information security. Her diverse background in organizational psychology, risk management, and security sets her apart from her peers with traditional technology backgrounds. She's had significant experience from offshore roles. She worked for MI5 in London and the London Olympics in 2012, plus the Paralympic Games, leading the information security program. My goodness, so it's my absolute pleasure to introduce Hillary. So Hillary, welcome. Hi, how you going, Matt? <laughs> thank you very much for that long, long introduction, but yeah. thank you so much for having me on your episode You're today. You're very welcome. Like, it really is my pleasure, and I feel um, uh, just over the moon, the fact that, one, you've agreed to come on this this pilot show, this first episode of a brand new radio show here on Plains FM, and also to, I guess, pick your brains. You've clearly achieved a lot in a very short space of time. Um, I feel that we have a lot of synergies around trying to give as much yeah. as we possibly can. Yeah. And and it's clearly working for you. Yeah, That's and brilliant. for you. And I've been watching and listening to you for a while as well, Matt. So it is a real pleasure to be here today. Oh, thank you, Hilary. Cool. Well, look, I've got a, um, uh, several questions that I'd love to uh, pick your brains over. Sure. Um, the first one um, is actually in regards to an article that you recently wrote for the CIO New Zealand magazine online journal. Yes. Uh, you mentioned that um, someone had once said to you, go where the risks are because that's where you're needed most. And as an organisational psychologist, the critical area which you believe 
believe requires more attention is the poor adoption of security culture and digital capabilities in both individuals and companies. I was hoping you might be able to expand a little bit on that. Yeah, sure. Mm. Um, the person who said that to me, go where the risks are, like it, it has truly stuck with me. Um, and, you know, I guess when we're looking at opportunities and what we're doing and aspirations and going forward, sometimes it's easy to pick the easier thing to do, the less riskier thing. Mm. But actually, there's more reward, there's more payoff, there's more value you can add when you're doing the risky business. Um, and I think probably across all the different roles I've had, I have this realisation that if you're not just a little bit terrified about what you're doing, <laughs> then you're not learning and or there's not that ability to learn. So, you know, I think you do need to push the boundaries in whatever you do. Mm. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, so the two areas that um, I'm doing that at the moment are around security and digital. Mm-hmm. So in relation to, we'll go with security first. So as the Chief Information Security Officer of mm. Cordia, yes. I'm responsible for security across the whole group and that's in Australia and New Zealand. Um, you've talked about the business and a bit of the variety of what they do. Mm. And, yeah, I think I've ticked that box in terms of go where the risks are and be a little bit terrified yeah. <laughs> around what you do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in relation to security, we really just need to, um, you know, make sure that, and it's some very similar to digital, that we're actually not just putting in security barriers um, or security pieces, that we're actually changing mindsets along the way, changing attitudes, bringing people on the journey, making them care about what we do. Mm. Um, Because that's, you know, we can have as many technical technical controls in place as you like, but it's Mm. the people who are your biggest defence in terms of security. So, yeah. So cool. I absolutely love it. And I'm a complete believer in that too. The solution is with the people, right? Yes. Um, now, you can probably hear this through your um, your speakers back home or wherever you happen to be listening to this uh, broadcast, but I get a very strong sense that you're very optimistic for the future of managing the risks associated with the digitization of business and in everyday life. Um, so what are some of the key reasons why um, you think this? Yeah, look, I I absolutely am, Um, but I qualify that with sort of thinking about the fact that technology risk can't be ignored. Mm. So it's part of business um, and, you know, leaders, whether they're operational strategic, need to be thinking about technology risk. Mm. So technology risk might be digital risk, IT risk, cyber risk, security risk, whatever it is, Mm. you just can't ignore it. Um, you know, because because business is now digital and technology is part of every role and every career and every industry and it's, you know, technology has never been closer to the beating heart of an organisation and its actions mm. and decisions than ever before. Yeah. But... I am still optimistic. And I think it's really cool because we get this opportunity to learn new behaviours, um, particularly for our leaders, because essentially what we're asking them to do is behave in different ways. And this is my big thesis around the, the whole digital thing, is that um, it's enabling a lot more behaviours that um, weren't as easy to have visual before. So as digital leaders, you need to be more open, um, transparent, more generous, um, more focused on you know relationships, having a growth mindset, and, you know, just being really curious about the world and, you know, continue learning. Mm. And if more and more leaders are like that, as we move more and more into this digital, well, actually, digital is just business as usual. But as as we do that, I think we're going to get a whole group of really, really 
great leaders mm -hmm. that are developing themselves or, you know, coming out of that as well. So yeah. I am optimistic and I think it's a really, you know, great spot to be. Yeah, I love that. And it's just so refreshing to hear it too. Um, I think your traditional um, business models that, you know, have been around forever, I, I think have really been challenged as we mm. move further and further into this industrial age. It, 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 in, the fourth age. revolution yes, or whatever it's right, called. Yeah, yep. And um, I think uh, you're absolutely bang on where it's around the emotional intelligence and the ability mm. to engage and get buy-in from your people. Yep. So for um, the, our listeners out there perhaps uh, who are running their own businesses or who are perhaps um, sitting at the board tables, uh, what kind of um, uh, actionable top tips would you provide to them to begin that journey of trying to get buy-in and trying yeah. to move into this new era? Absolutely. Um, so my advice would be to go where the people are. Mm. So don't just use one comms channel. You need to use many because people have different personality styles, um, different um, styles at work, different environments they're working in. And unless um, we actually think about what information, what information they need and how they like to receive it, where we're not going to get that buy-in and engagement. So I've been speaking about this a lot recently with one of my colleagues at Aura, um, Stephen Coates, mm -hmm. and we have these kind of fascinating uh, debates around something called Policy 3.0. Have you heard of that, Matt? No. no well, I think it might be his thesis, actually, and he may have uh, come up with it, um, but... Essentially, what it's about is we, as health and safety professionals and security professionals or, you know, in, or as corporate people in organisations, you come up with all these policies that you expect your employees to consume. Mm -hmm. um, and you hand them a piece of paper and you expect them to read it and kind of sign and tick that they've done it. Um, well, policy 3.0 is more about the fact that you take that policy and you turn it into different types of communication styles. So there's some people who naturally like lists and checklists. Mm -hmm. Turn it into that and give it to them. There's some people who really like memes mm. and they learn that way. So turn your policies into memes if you can. Yeah, I love it. Or some people who like images or some people who like, um, you know, sit-downs and face-to-face. -face. Like basically turn the information into tailored material for your audience. Mm. And look, I think we're actually seeing this on the social media kind mm -hmm. of platforms as well. We yeah. know that information is more engaging in terms of content gets more airtime, mm. if you like, if yeah. we tailor it for the um, location or platform, you know, mm. you know, uh, even as simple as saying, "Hey, Facebook, you know, I think this is really important to you." Hey, LinkedIn, you yeah. should check this out. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's but that kind of personalised tailoring, which mm -hmm. is really going to get the messages through to people, so that they want to listen to your message and are engaged. Mm, so awesome. I love that. And um, like you, I'm incredibly excited about the uh, the technology and the the different ways in which we can get messages across now. Totally. Yes. Yeah. We've never had so many options to actually, you know, give people the information they need mm. and give them um, platforms also to communicate back with us and have conversations because it's in the conversations that all that mindset starts to change. I totally believe that. And what an awesome way to wrap up the first section of this show. Thank you so much, Hilary. So if you've just joined us, you're listening to Plains FM's uh, newest show. This is Business Leaders New Zealand. Uh, I'm Matt Jones, your host, and I'm joined today with Hilary Walton. Now, to change up the pace, we're going to introduce our first song for the show, and it's by Elton John, and it's I'm Still Standing. And a simple way And if you need to know While well, I'm still standing 
to Business Leaders New Zealand here on Plains FM 96.9. The show will be coming to you every second Monday at 11 a.m. Now, on our very first episode, we are lucky enough to be joined by Hilary Walton. Hilary is the Chief Information Security Officer at Cordia and a security culture expert, a psychologist, and IT and business transformation leader. Now, where we left off, we were just simply talking about how to um, engage and get buy-in from our people in the place of work around uh, using uh, the, the latest uh, information technology out there. Now, I just wanted to change things up just a little bit and focus in on um, more around diversity and inclusion. Um, for me, when I think about information technology and digital transformation, um, I often think of people like Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, mm. Steve Jobs, yeah. Jeff Bezos. Um, and I did a quick Google search before the show to see what types of images came up. And the first few images that were on the, the page were lots of white male faces. Um, and I just wanted to see what your experience has been from a, a leading figures position within the information security space. Is it much like that as well? Unfortunately, that has been my experience. Mm. Um, I am usually the only female sitting around the room in a lot of the meetings that I've been in over the past few years. Mm. Um, and when I was getting into technology roles and security, like your question has really made me think, like, I can't actually recall one female that I was like trying to aspire to be or, or looked up to, gosh, which is really sad. 
But since getting into technology, I have met some really, really amazing senior females in technology, and I've completely, you know, been really inspired by them. So, you know, people like Vanessa Sorensen, Elizabeth Kirby, Christine DeMar, and Tina Wakefield, like there's definitely senior women or some senior women in those roles. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I guess I had to kind of look more widely and kind of think, you know, and so the characters like Sheryl um, Sandberg, the chief operating officer of Facebook, kind mm-hmm. of, you know, her yeah. book was something that kind of popped up at the right time for me. And so mm-hmm. I read that. I had to kind of look for those more um, global people in those kind of operating roles. Yes. And, you know, it's, um, that, that is a shame. But if I think about it, there, there have been lots of really supportive men mm-hmm. um, who, you know, I've worked with. And I think certainly while there has been a lack of female role models, I've certainly had, like, male mentors, sponsors, you know, all of that as well, which has been absolutely fantastic. And I think that's really important because women sometimes tend to have this confidence gap and it's actually really complicated to explain. It's, um, I guess it tends to be as a result of our outsider status. So when we go into tech or security industry, we tend to feel on the outside rather than having to make our way in, whereas I think males tend to feel like they belong straight from the start. Mm. Um, and, you know, you see men speak up more confidently in those kind of more masculine competitive environments tend to wom- compared to women who tend to um, perhaps not be so confident or they, they sort of learn over time that... Um, sometimes this confident speaking is not necessarily a signal for the fact that they, the men know more. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, in the, in the meantime, it's lowering your confidence in the short term. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. Now, I know you're all about um, giving back as well. So on the 8th of March, um, it was International Women's Day. Um, this yes. year it was Each for Equal, which I love. Yeah. Um, now, you did a shout out on this on your recent YouTube video blog. If you haven't come across um, Hillary's uh, YouTube videos, definitely check them out. Um, Hilary Walton on LinkedIn. You'll find all the videos there and also on YouTube itself. Is yes. We've yeah, got a dedicated yeah. YouTube page. That's right. Fantastic. What's what's the handle on that? How would people find that on YouTube? So actually, if you just um, Google Hilary Walton Digital Culture Ideas, yeah. it'll totally come up. Yeah. Fantastic. So I really um, strongly encourage people to check that out. So you've... Um, You've mentioned it on YouTube YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. You've also volunteered your time in the past to help address some of these imbalances, including the Shadow IT Day. Um, So tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, Mm. I I feel um, as a senior woman in technology and in security, there is like this, um, the right thing to do is to speak about diversity and inclusion issues Mm. in those industries to try and encourage more people into them. And look, I think we are getting more girls into the tech industry. It feels like we are, particularly as I do participate in some of those events. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think New Zealand is painting a good picture of you know, what an exciting and growing industry it is. Um, so I think we're getting more, you know, inspiring more girls into tech. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not sure we're keeping them there. And I think that's kind of the problem. Um, and we're certainly not getting enough of them into senior manager and exec roles at all mm-hmm. at the moment. Although board representation tends to be reasonably okay, but it's that kind of senior middle management where we need more people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I actively participate in those programs, um, which aim to strive more girls um, and women into tech. So there is Shadow Tech, mm-hmm. um, Microsoft's DigiGirls is another one I've participated in, as well as um, tech, um, NZ Tech's mentoring circles. Mm-hmm. Uh, we um, co-mentored a, a group of ladies with another mentor. Yeah. And I, I find these events really inspiring, but then 
at one of these events, I just have to say this example, there's this 12-year-old and she's talking to me and a few of the other ladies who were um, on the panel and she said, will the gender pay gap be fixed by the time I'm working? So this is a 12-year-old asking that question. So obviously worried that, you know, that's going to be still a thing when they get into workforce. Yeah. yeah. However, how incredible is it that a 12-year-old is asking that question? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely. That's a really exciting thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I do this because I have a little girl as well. I do this for my boys as well, to be honest, because mm-hmm. I want them to have the right role models. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I want my little girl to come into a world where she has a fair shot at doing whatever she wants to do. Um, she can choose to be anything she desires. I want to believe that she fits in, she, that she can do the work and and gets fairly remunerated yeah. and feels welcome. All yeah. those things a mother wants, anyone, yeah. any of their children to have. Absolutely. Now, I saw um, in another recent video of yours, you did the Hour of Code. Yeah. With, was it with one of your boys? Yes, um, it was. Yeah. yeah. So what, what's the Hour Couple of, of the Code? Boys. What's that? That is cool. So mm. I discovered that through one of these events. Mm. And it's this um, it's this website. Like So you literally Google Hour as in time, so mm-hmm. hour of code, and then it has all of these different games and programs which teach children how to code. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. it's done in this really engaging way because they can pick the different modules they want to do based on what their interests are. So if they're really into Minecraft, they can go through the Minecraft series and they okay. actually have the developers of Minecraft giving the instructions to the child and then they learn how to code in Minecraft. Or if it's Paw Patrol, mm. then, you know, they can do it in that kind of medium as well. And it's just super engaging mm. and really challenging for them as well. And they're, they're learning to code even though they don't really know yeah. they're learning to code. And yep. it's kind of important because our whole world is apps, mm-hmm. isn't it? And so sure learning is. how those are made mm. is really important. Going right back to the start of the show when you were talking about uh, policy 3.0, right? So the importance of delivering a message in the way in which the audience Totally, totally, yeah. It does take more effort, Mm. doesn't it? Yeah. Um, But it's totally worth it, and that's where you get the payback. Absolutely. Love it. Cool. Oh, my gosh, this show is just uh, oozing with valuable information. (laughs) Can I just say, Matt, this is really fun. I'm really enjoying myself, so thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Um, For those who's tuned in, this is uh, Plains FM's newest radio show. This is New Zealand Business Leaders. Um, uh, We've going to take a short break. We've got a song by um, a Kiwi band called Rom. And this is Clavdub. Yeah, this is Rhombus, sound non-conformist. We are asymmetrical, smashing through all stereotypes, bashing all archetypes. This is the new sound, the fresh sound of the Rhombus crew. The mercenary mic master, Merquan, brought away.
I'm that rhombus jammer with the rhombus sound. Now, get you ready for the reserve flow Piggy my channel Come again with the go chat This is all I know But you believe it is Be ready to explode Restart Wicked by three MCs Come and rock with we Wellington represent From the channel I've been sent To get bent Yeah, uh-huh Out the door stops Wicked and wild So you just listened to Clav Dub by the Kiwi outfit Rhombus. And you are listening to Business Leaders New Zealand here on Plains FM 96.9. Now, for those who have just tuned in, uh, we are joined today by Hilary Walton, who is the Chief Information Security Officer at Cordia, an all-round superstar when it comes to um, incredible insight with uh, digital security and all things tech, really. Um, oh, man, yeah, thank it's, you. It's very true. No, it's, <laughs> it's been a real pleasure just talking to you over the last uh, 20, 30 minutes yeah, or so. Me too. Um, and so um, that's that's pick up where we left off. So um, before we were just talking around um, uh, the inclusion of um, uh, uh, women within the tech IT space, um, uh, I, I guess the fact is that it's still very much a, a male-dominated space, but there's certainly a lot of awesome initiatives mm. going on now to yeah. encourage uh, young women and kids to get involved in the sector, which is so exciting. Um, which neatly moves me into um, focus around the the rise of social media. Yes. Now, um, uh, several years ago, even even more recent, really, um, there's still many people out there that assumed that it was just a fad and it would eventually go away. It's very clear now that social media is is very much here to stay. Uh, yes. That many businesses are actually focusing all of their energy and time through the social media outlets. Um, and so with that um, said, uh, when we're thinking about kids getting involved in the tech world, what are some of your thoughts about keeping kids safe in that space? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have I have three young kids. They're like seven and, and um, younger. So this is a very real issue for me. I, I do call myself like hashtag security mum, but I need to emphasise that I'm still learning on this journey like every other parent. Um, but I'm obviously really passionate of making sure my kids are safe. And when I learn ways to make my kids safe, I just want to tell other people as well and, and kind of share that around. And so on this issue, you know, one of my New Year's resolutions was to have like a cybersecurity talk with my kids, mm -hmm. which, you know, may sound a bit odd in some respect. Like, how do you sit down and actually have a cybersecurity talk mm -hmm. with your kids? Because yeah. then, then you know, they don't really know. Um, you don't want to scare them, but mm -hmm. you want to make them wise enough so that they're mm -hmm. operating in a safe way in this new environment, which, let's be honest, 
they're on quite a lot because Mm -hmm. um, everything is moving digital. So, yeah, um, and I think one of the the best ways to have that discussion is not to separate the real world from the online world. Mm -hmm. You know, so, for example... um, Kids shouldn't talk to strangers in the playground. Mm. And well, the same goes when they're online, you know, chat rooms and things like that. Mm. Um, Also, you know, you tell your kids not to leave toys out or they might get stolen. Well, the same goes online for putting personal information online, like their names or date of births or or even their siblings or parents' names, Mm. that kind of thing. Yeah, I love that. That's great. And there's heaps of cool um, resources out there, which I've discovered. Mm -hmm. Um, Some you pay for, but most are free. Um, you know, for example, there's like a little ebook online called DigiDuck, and it's about so you read this book to them, but it's explaining to them that you know your friends that you meet online are actually still strangers, mm-hmm. and sort of explains why and um, what personal information is and why they shouldn't share it, mm-hmm. and just great resources like that that parents have at their fingertips. So you've yeah. just got to make the time and sit down with your kids and, and go through it with them. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, I'm going to throw this out there. This, this isn't a question that I had. Um, mentioned prior to our, our uh, get together but um, I know like me uh, you're a big fan of Gary V yes um, so for those who are unfamiliar with Gary Vaynerchuk um, he is a um, a marketing um, expert, uh, an entrepreneur by heart, um, and has a, a massive following overseas and mm. and closer to home. And um, his take on the rise of social media, where we often see it um, uh, as the villain in media, yes. um, his take on it is that it is simply a mirror on society, and it's no different today as it was when uh, the the. Uh, the focus was on TV or when it was on the radio or when yes. it was on the newspapers. So uh, what's your take on, on that? Do, do, would you agree with Gary that it is simply uh, reflective of society or is there a inherent negativity toward uh, within um, social media? Yeah, no, I, I actually agree with you. I mm. think that it... Um, it shows what was already there. Mm. Um, so, what's a really simple example of that? Uh, you know, if you're a, if you're a good person in the physical world, mm. then you're going to be reflected as a good person online. Mm. So you're not likely to get trolled or you know that kind of thing. Mm. Obviously, don't support trolling at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and and I guess same goes with this whole cyber thing. There's also there's always been criminality in our environment, and mm. people that would try and you know target kids, like even toy companies and things mm. like that, have been pretty sneaky in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so it reflects what's already there, but we also need to make sure our kids are. Um, aware of some of those dangers and, you know, as parents, I think we need to be actively involved in teaching them, Mm. you know, as parents and making sure we're involved in their online world, that we don't just let them play on their iPad off in their bedroom, Mm. that we're supervising what they do, as we would do with any activity they were doing, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, So in relation to the online stuff, that means you're going to need to restrict their apps um, and mm. their, and you know, the app stores to mm. age-appropriate stuff, just as you mm. would do if they were watching TV, just as you would do if you went to the toy store. Mm. Um, you know, and there's some awesome ways you can do that now, mm-hmm. and it makes it really easy. Like, um, my kids are doing Android, so mm. it's all about Google, and so there's Google Link accounts they can set up. So basically, anything they want to download has to get my approval. Mm. So if they want to download an app, they come to me and they say, Mum, can I download this? Chuck the password in um, mm. after a review of it, and yeah. then it's on their, it's on their um, mm. you know, device to play. Yeah. And I just think, yeah, 
we need to do more of that. So putting that mm. restricted mode on the different games they're playing, so Roblox or Minecraft or mm. whatever it is, yeah, um, to the level that you're comfortable mm. as a parent yeah. and that you think is healthy for your child. Yeah, that's so fascinating. So um, as you know, I've, I've got a, a whole tribe at home. So I've got five, five yes. kids these days and uh, three, maybe four of them um, are, are now be- becoming pretty tech natives. Yes. Um, and it, I, I, I talked to my partner about this quite a lot at home where it feels like the, the tech has actually come in and invaded our ho- house within the last six months. <laughs> yeah. It's like, where did all this stuff come from? And where are the kids now? You know, it's just suddenly it's just changed the yes. dynamics. Yeah. Um, and I think because the technology is evolving so quickly, the yes. kids are a- a- adopting it so quickly. We haven't quite caught up with our own systems and processes to manage it effectively. Yes, yeah. Um, so I, I love some of those tips. That's like real tangible, actionable tips. So thank you. That's great advice. And my big call out to parents would be, once you discover these types of tips, mm. tell the other parents because yes. they might not necessarily know. Yes, brilliant. Sharing is caring. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Now, um, uh, moving on into kind of work-life balance, right? So. I know this is a big thing for you, quite passionate about this. Clearly, you're a a very successful, busy professional uh, with a family life. And so with that, um, I noticed in one of your videos, even you described a recent trip to your local swimming pool with the kids uh, with a sign on the wall that caught your attention. Um, Now, I'll I'll leave this to you. Do you want to describe (laughs) to us what that sign said and what that meant for you? Yes. Yeah, I remember it very well. It said um, me or the email, Mm. or it might have been me or the phone, either or, but kind of similar thing, really. Mm. And it really did strike a chord with me, and probably because my husband Tom and I were actually having a conversation about that at the time. Um, So I had just started getting more into social media and posting content on social media and making videos. Mm -hmm. I was doing that outside of my day jobs hours. And so, you know, it was um, coming into our family or personal time a lot more than, than it had been. And, yeah, so for Tom, he was like, well, you know, when are you off work, so not doing your own personal work or your work work, Mm. and when is it family time and Tom time, as he calls it? (laughs) Um, And, look, that's that's always going to be a challenge for people. And, you know, we're still working on being physically present for both the kids and my husband, and I talk about allotted time in that video, and I think that is quite important. Mm. So that, you know, when I, for example, when I come home from work, that you kind of block out a bit of time, yeah. which is for, before they go to bed, where you're just physically mm-hmm. there with them, listening mm. or talking to them or whatever it might be. Sometimes I even game with them. I actually get into um, Minecraft. I'm not very good. They call me a noob. Anyway, <laughs> I'm on there with them, and then they love that. Awesome. And... Um, yeah, but it's always uh, it's always something that I'm trying to get better at as well. Mm, yes, yeah, and, and the same. And I think it probably goes back to the point where suddenly our home life has been invaded with all these tech. You know, yeah. like suddenly everyone's got one, if not two, mobile phones these days, and there's I mean laptops and tablets and all sorts all over the space. Um, and I think probably even as a as a as a nation, or even as a, a culture, we are still having to learn and adapt new ways and new means yeah. to actually be mature about this stuff. Yes. Uh, and not beat ourselves up about it mm. either, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, like we need to do what's right for our families and for the responsibilities we have at work. Mm. But I think there's a, a new way of thinking about this that we haven't quite cracked on to. Mm. And um, I first heard about it from a, an awesome lady called Tamara McCleary. Mm-hmm. Um, she was on a podcast and I was listening to it. Mm. Um, so she talked about not keeping score 
and that if you start keeping score, someone's going to lose. Mm. Um, she also talked about, in terms of work-life balance, not thinking about it as a daily thing that you're examining day at a time, but mm. thinking about it, that it's more useful to think about it over longer periods of time. So think about your last 24 hours and whether you enjoyed yourself, whether it was doing, you know, personal admin or work or, you know, whatever, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, man, like every day is going to be different in yep. terms of the balance of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was saying it's more helpful to think about it in the longer term, like maybe a week. Mm-hmm. So review yourself on a weekly period and kind of go, how did I go over the week? Was I able to fulfill my duties to my family? Mm-hmm. Um, in my case, it's my husband um, and my work. Yep. And judge yourself over a week rather than a day because mm. on, on any given day is going to be different and things are always going to be changing. Mm. I kind of like that. It's kind mm. of that move towards work-life blend rather than mm. work-life integration. Mm-hmm. And I didn't yeah. get that initially, but mm. now I'm starting to really get it. And yes, I, I yes. think it kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, I've seen on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn over the last few weeks, there's a really nice diagram where you've got two pie charts um, and it says something like... Um, what you believed to be a successful business person was, and it's 100% yes. work, and then it's actually what is a successful business person that's like broken down into work, uh, family, yeah. uh, relaxation, sleep. It's like, oh, thank you. That's exactly that's what that's great. So yeah, I really yeah. like that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to try and find that, and I'll share it on the, yeah, um, the Business Leaders uh, uh, Facebook group. We're kind of going a little bit off tangent, but it's kind of it, this stuff really interests me, particularly now. Um, uh, my business is booming, really busy with producing radio shows and all sorts. Yeah, um, and a big shout out to Advanced Safety as well for you. sponsoring this podcast. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm really proud of that too. It's nice to be in a position to be able to do it. It's fantastic. Um, so, work life balance or work life blend. Are there any um, routine practices that you put in place to manage your own mental health well-being when things are incredibly busy, clearly, um, that you use and perhaps would want to recommend? Yeah, sure. So I believe... So when I get really stressed, I tend to like write lots of lists mm. and I use kind of Kanban-style things to mm. kind of manage my workload and I, I prioritise things and things like that. I guess that comes from working in IT operations where a lot of the agile mm. practices are put into place. Yep. Um, work aside, I think that, I mean, I, I know that the whole physical exercise thing is just so important. Mm. And as I get older, (coughs) I shouldn't say that's not a bad thing to get older. Um, I am 40 and and proud of that. Um, But as I become more wiser, I realise that actually the um, exercise and eating well isn't just good for me, um, but it actually makes me a better mum, Mm. a better person at work, yep. a better person for my husband, mm-hmm. and I want to be around and I want to be really active with my kids. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. just really good for people to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then can I also add on top of that, in mm-hmm. terms of the work-life blend stuff, mm-hmm. I get so much joy from work, which I don't know if that sounds weird or not, but I, I love my personal work in terms of mm-hmm. this kind of stuff and mm-hmm. my digital culture ideas um, piece. Mm-hmm. But I love my work at Cordia as well yeah. and, and, you know, all everything I have to look at, look at and manage there. Mm-hmm. So And then I love being a mother. Like, I get joy from everything, and yeah. I think that's the most important thing because if you get joy from everything, mm-hmm. you don't mind doing it. Yeah, I love that so much, and it totally resonates. That's exactly my space too. Um, I, I, I jumped ship from um, the corporate world mm. um, and I was fortunate enough to be in a position to set up my own business and um, three years later 
um, I'm more content and happy than ever before. Yeah. You know, like yeah. uh, busier than ever before. Yes. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but it's, it's my busy. You know, I made it, it that is. way. And it's, it's I, I just get so much pleasure out of getting up in the morning and going yeah. to work. It's yeah. about being empowered. Yes. Busyness. Empowered busyness. I don't know if that's a thing. Mm. But yeah, if it's the busyness because you want to be busy, mm. not because someone else is telling you to be busy. Totally. Yeah. Um, and I put a lot of that down to the rise of tech. Right, so yes. suddenly um, the traditional way of working, nine to five, Monday to Friday, the daily commute, all of that suddenly isn't necessary anymore. No. Uh, and so suddenly the opportunities are massive. And I think a lot of people are yet to wake up to that. Totally. Uh, it's fascinating. Yeah. Yep. Internet doesn't sleep, does it? Nope, sure doesn't. Nope. Sure doesn't. That's not to mean that you shouldn't be sleeping at home. Like no, people. no, I wouldn't recommend that. But yeah, you can you can make it work with your life. Yes, yeah. oh, I love it. Okay, look, we're going to um, just flip things up a wee bit. We're going to um, uh, play uh, the next tune, which is by Fatboy Slim, and this is Praise You. Thank you. 
Listen to a classic track by Fatboy Slim with Praise You. You're tuned in to Plains FM 96.9. This is the newest show. This is Business Leaders New Zealand with your host, Matt Jones. And this show is brought to you by Advanced Safety, keeping health and safety simple. On today's show, we've been joined by Hilary Walters. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today, Hilary. And I'm sure there'll be many listeners out there that will want to know where they can find you and what possible events they might be able to see you at. So what's coming up? Yeah, sure. So with my role with Cordia, I'm really lucky because I have this internal role where I'm looking after the security for the company, but I also have this external focus um, in terms of security thought leadership. And and I kind of love speaking at conferences and sharing ideas and information. So I'm naturally drawn to that. So Mm. I've got a few speaking events coming up, actually, Matt. Good. Um, The first is the the People Leaders Conference, Mm -hmm. um, which is on the 8th of April. Mm-hmm. You could also catch me at the Institute of Directors Conference, which is the 19th and 20th of May. I've got a slot, nice. little slot there as well. Great. Um, in addition, uh, M2 Magazine, the Success Summit, I'm doing a piece there. And, uh, wow. yeah, the last one there is Go the um, the Woman in Tech in Telco Industry, which is the 21st and the 22nd of July. Mm. So, cool. Yeah. Whereabouts is that one? Is that in New Zealand? Yeah, they oh, are. Nice. They're, they're actually, I think all of them are actually in in Auckland. Nice. That's fantastic. Lucky them. So I'm, I'm a bit jealous. I'd love to see you talk. Um, I was, and have my eye on the Institute of Directors Conference. I think that looks like a really mm. good one. Yeah. So I'm wrapped at you speaking so much. Um, and I've mentioned earlier on that you do uh, your uh, video vlog series as well. Yes. Yeah. So um, where can people find uh, those videos? Yeah, so I yeah you'll find me on LinkedIn. So mm-hmm. Hilary Walton on LinkedIn or Hills Walton, I think is the the mm-hmm. um, handle there. 
Um, also on Twitter as Hills Walton and Instagram on Hills Walton. Um, and then YouTube as well. So Hillary Walton and then it's Digital Culture Ideas. Awesome. So Digital Culture Ideas, that's it's kind of a group I started to just as a vehicle to share all this information mm-hmm. through. And I just love it. I yeah. wanted to write a book, but books take too long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided video was the way to go. Mm-hmm. So I turned my love of writing into yep. these videos. Yes. And, and you can see all of them there. Yeah, totally. I, I find even that point is absolutely fascinating. <laughs> it is so true. Like, um, I, I've, I've literally, um, my books are gathering dust on the shelves because mm-hmm. I am just consuming so much content on online, on podcasts, on radio. It's all just so, it's just changed so much. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Fascinating stuff. Cool. Well, look, um, uh, I just simply wanted to uh, acknowledge all of the amazing work that you continue to do. Um, and also just to finally thank you for joining us on the uh, the, the very first show here with um, the Business Leaders New Zealand. So You're so welcome. You. It's been a real pleasure and it's been really fun. So thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in to Business Leaders New Zealand here on Plains FM 96.9. The show comes to you each fortnight on Mondays from 11am and the recordings of all the shows will be available on iTunes and on the Business Leaders New Zealand website, businessleadersnz.co.nz and also on the Business Leaders New Zealand Facebook page and also LinkedIn page. Uh, A big thank you to our sponsors, Advanced Safety. Be sure to reach out to the team at advancedsafety.co.nz to book your free 15-minute consult, no strings attached, and begin the process of tackling health and safety once and for all. So be sure to join the discussions on the Facebook group page, Business Leaders New Zealand, where you can post those questions and share your stories. And wherever you happen to be and wherever you happen to be tuning in, My message to you is to simply keep pushing.